Gone are the days of the used car salesman, and now we are ushering a new era of just serving your customers authentically and genuinely. And so here are 10 things. I'm just going to embrace it. It's 10. I'm sorry, Please, guys. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'll try to keep it straightforward. But here are 10 things that nobody told you about customer service and how it can benefit your business exponentially. You're listening to the Amanda Doherty Press Podcast, a show designed to help small business owners, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs like you feel more equipped to handle your marketing strategy. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 10 of the Amanda Doherty Press Podcast. We made it at double digits. We did. I think this is a big step for us, but I also hope that at number 100 we'll look back and be like, remember that time we thought it was so cool that we made it to 10? <laughs> I'm just proud that we've gotten Woo! them out on time. We got times. double digits. Yeah, and we've been consistent about it, so I'm pretty impressed with us. Yep, look at this go. <laughs> this is a big milestone, uh, and here to celebrate is Amanda. As usual. Hi. Yeah, we're not, we're not actually celebrating. This is going to be like a regular podcast, but it's going to be a little different. Usually we have a couple points, like one or two points we talk about, and we go through 25, 30 minutes of, you know, reading through those points. Today what we're going to be talking about uh, is things no one told you about customer service, and we have about 10 points we're going to walk through. It's eight plus two sub points, so <laughs> I think... <laughs> Which eight plus two is 10. Which is so much more streamlined and not ADHD at the moment. Yeah, so uh, we're going to try to not go off on too many tangents. We're going to try to keep it pretty uh, pretty streamlined, like you said, mm-hmm. and it'll be more of like a lightning round than anything. I am going to put the uh, 8 plus 2 points in the show notes, so if you want to go down and look at those and follow along, that might be helpful this time, because we will be jumping around a little bit. Yep, and so without further ado, here are 8 plus 2 things that no one told you about when, <laughs> it, comes, just say <laughs> when it comes to customer service. Yeah, so Amanda, go for it. So my first steps into any kind of sales role at all, I used to think, oh, I'm horrible at sales. I hate sales. I can't do this. I don't have a future in sales. Maybe you're in the same situation. If so, then the best way that I can encourage you to build those selling skills is to instead focus on customer service. So customer service is the secret sauce and it's also the bridge and I would argue the most effective strategy in effective sales tactics. So gone are the days of the used car salesman and now we are ushering a new era of just serving your customers authentically and genuinely. And so here are 10 things. I'm just going to embrace it. It's 10. I'm sorry, Please, guys. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'll try to keep it straightforward. But here are 10 things that nobody told you about customer service and how it can benefit your business exponentially. Awesome. First one is it makes the job so much more fun. It really does though. So imagine you get an order or you get a new client and you, you know, you look at the data, you start to see there's this intimidation factor, or if you've been in the game for a long time, it might be kind of a boredom factor. Like, Oh, I have another one of these, like whoop de doo But that's when the human you know, connection comes in. You can have a lot more fun working one-on-one with people. In fact, some of the people that I get to work with are so fun that they become lifelong friends. And I would argue at least half of the people that I'm working with right now, I have solid friendships with them and their families. And I just love that. And so even with the the woodworking business, we have two businesses. Remember, we have this guy right here, Amanda Doherty Press. We also have Amanda Doherty Designs, which is all about woodworking and engraved uh, designs. Um, So we have a lot of fun there and the clients that I get to work with on there 
are so much fun. I work primarily with Colorado brides. Brides are, you know, very excited at the stage that they give me a call and I get to love them through and showcase something that's going to make their day just a little bit extra special. And so for me, I think it's just so much more fun to have uh, a human person that I can interact with and work hard for. Um, it keeps things moving throughout the day and it doesn't allow me to become too stagnant, which kind of delves into number two. Yeah. Number two, it improves your motivation. It does improve motivation. So rather than thinking like, oh, I've got another 10 things of these today that I have to get out the door and ready to go. Um, there is definitely a temptation some days to just, you know, hop on the couch, throw on some Netflix, open a bottle of wine and call it a day. Um, but it, it's a lot harder for me to do that if I know, hey, this person is relying on me to get this done today. Or like, hey, I know that uh, Rob so-and-so is uh, really excited to get these new designs over to his daughter as a surprise for their wedding day. It's way more motivating to work in that respect. Um, same goes for if I have a website design that I'm working on. I get really excited about helping them out and letting them see results from the investment that they made and seeing their business grow. That's really exciting to me. So if you're wanting a new way to maintain higher motivation and to make your job more enjoyable in general, I would say customer service is probably the element that you could probably bump up and um, may have been the element that was missing uh, for quite a while. Definitely, especially with the woodworking engraving stuff, like you said. I remember last year when people were sending recipes in, a lot of times it was with a personal story of this was my grandmother's recipe who just passed away, and I'm giving it to all of the grandkids. I'm giving a cutting board with the engraved recipe to every one of them. And so for us, it's like, oh, we, these can't be late, you know? Like, we need to get these out in time and probably rush them there so that we can make sure they're there for Christmas. We can make sure that special moment is there for these people. Yeah, and so to give some context, we did a lot of cutting boards last year, and we engraved them with uh, handwritten recipes. Um, in the original handwriting of the the writer itself. So we touched up a lot of those recipes that have chunks of butter that have flown off across the kitchen for the last 30 years um, or cookie dough or what have you. And so that was a really fun experiment, but I did not realize until getting into it that, wow, there's an enormous amount of trust they're giving me in sending me these recipe cards um, in their great-grandmother's handwriting or in their you know wife's late wife's handwriting. It's just very, very touching moment and so the standards for every single cutting board for us because of that story was perfection I did not allow those to go out the door I think we burned quite a number in fact we have a lot of cutting boards in our kitchen right now with other people's handwriting and secret recipes on them with uh, a couple of very minor errors. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at a beef stroganoff recipe right now. <laughs> and right next to it is one that you know one of the most special recipes a lot of my clients have is that the jello salad with the fruit inside of it which is so weird or or just other random things besides fruit mayonnaise cake was one oh. i've never heard i'm from the south and i can't even get behind that so not to judge that one but i'm very curious those of you that have had mayonnaise cake before you're gonna have to sell me on that one yeah, a little eat, bit more eat just about anything but we have the recipe right cake. in front of us but I, I need you to sell it on me or not <laughs> That's like, we, we don't need that to happen. All right. Next one, number three on that note. Uh, it's going to skyrocket your positive reviews. You know, it's one thing when you have a client that is thrilled to share what you're doing with them um, to their friends and to their family and their loved ones. I think that's a really fun thing to do. But if they like you and if they had a really positive experience, if you got excited right alongside of them and if you were like... Um, 
If you reached out before they had to reach out to you to keep them up to date on something, and if you responded quickly, they're going to be so much more inclined to not just showcase how happy they are to their friends and family, but to shout it out to the world on all of your review platforms. And right now, the one of the highest forms of currency you can get is social proof. And so if you can uh, bring in more positive reviews, and why do I guarantee positive reviews? Mostly because when you have good customer service, when you're in contact with them, when you reach out to them to say, hey, thanks so much. Here's my email. If you have any questions, if you want to check in at any point, let me know. I would love to, uh, I would love to, you know, keep you in, in the loop of how things are going. Have a great day. That one email opens the door for communication that a lot of businesses neglect. And therefore the only place that some people have to channel those frustrations, if there was a bad experience is through reviews. And so that's, I would say nine times out of 10, if you have a lot of poor reviews on your website, it's most likely because they did not have any way to access you or to open the door for conversations. So have I sent out orders with mistakes on them? Oh yeah, (laughs) it has happened. And, um, but because I have that foundation of customer service and I reached out and they know that they can reach out to me about anything rather than just clicking, I'm going to blast this woman to the wall with a bad review that could possibly plummet my rankings and uh, really damage my business and my credibility. They reach out to me specifically because they know that they have that solid track record. If I tell Amanda that there's something wrong, she's going to fix it. And she just, they just know that that's going to be the case. So I have a hundred percent positive five-star reviews at this moment. And I think that's honestly the biggest factor is because I opened the door for them to air their grievances to me personally. And I listen to them and I have a good rapport with them and I fix it if I possibly can. And just to, just to backtrack, Amanda is not exaggerating when she says she has a hundred percent five-star reviews. You're over a hundred reviews on your Etsy shop. Is that right? Over 200. Over two. Jeez. And all of them are five-star reviews. That doesn't really happen. When I look for a business, I'm big into the review thing. Uh, whenever I'm buying something on Amazon or whatever, I'm always looking at the reviews. And if it's 4.7, 4.8, I'm like, wow, that's pretty excellent. These people are doing something right. Because some people you just don't please, no matter how hard you try. Some people don't believe in five-star reviews because nothing's perfect. Some people just want to give a one-star review and they'd rather have uh, their voice heard on online by a thousand strangers than actually to have something fixed. They don't want the problem fixed. I have no idea how you have over 200 reviews and none of them are less than five stars. Customer service. Yeah. Superpowers. I mean, I I do know because you're pretty likable and I kind of like you a little bit. And I think other people do as well. You do reach out to people. You're always making sure that you're talking to people. And if there's ever a problem, you either fix it by giving new product or you talk to people and let them know they're heard and you fix it that way through communication. You're also not the type of person to make sure that you give out free stuff all the time because that would just tank the business. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point as well. Many times when people hear customer service, they imagine that that's like the whole mentality of the customer is always right. I'm here to give you permission to say, no, you are not right, Um, but say it in a way that's going to be positive and constructive to the issue at hand. So um, that is going, I'm going to skip to number six if that's okay. Go for it. We might come up on this again. We can make six and four. No one knows what the order is. No one knows except us. Hey, Matt. Yeah, Amanda? Guess what? What? We just opened enrollment for Business Bootcamp, which is now available through the end of September, and I am 
so freaking excited. You opened enrollment for business boot camp? <laughs> I did. And let me tell you what it is. <laughs> what is it, Amanda? <laughs> well, business boot camp is where the neurotic type A DIYers like myself get a chance to be equipped on how to launch, run, or start their business following solid copy practices, learning the basics of SEO, getting a beautiful homepage copy developed for their future or existing website. It is pretty much the starter package to your brand new business or new brand launch. Oh my gosh, it sounds like I can't afford to not sign up for this. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But we're really excited. And we have already booked two clients who are ready to get started as early as August 1st. There is definitely some room for you. So if you are thinking about launching your own business or a side hustle or something like that, Skip the three-year guess and check method and join Amanda Doherty Press as we walk you through your new branding strategy. Yeah, sign up on amandadohertypress.com. But um, having solid customer service is an incredibly effective way to establish and maintain healthy and strong boundaries. There have to be boundaries that you establish between you and the customers or your clients that is not to say that they need to be completely written off. In fact, I think they need to be heard, whether it's positive, constructive, or negative, or just grievances that they want to air out to somebody. They need to. Des- they deserve to be heard. Um, they deserve to be acknowledged. And then you need to maintain your sense of control and ownership. Um, this is your business, so do not feel like you have to shy away and say, oh, no, you're right, I'm going to give this to you for free. That was entirely my bad, when it actually wasn't. Um, there are ways that you can set up healthy boundaries that have everything to do with customer service, letting people know what to expect before they buy, Um, not promising anything that you cannot deliver. We've talked about that multiple times now, like under promise, over deliver. Um, You do not want to, in the heat of the moment, say, sure, I can get this out to you by tomorrow when you really don't know what tomorrow looks like. Um, Not valuing your time enough to charge a rush, you know, a rush fee if you have to get something done a little bit sooner. Um, There are a lot of ways that having solid customer service, which essentially comes down to clarity and consistency and authenticity, those are the three secret sauces to good customer service, Um, that will help to establish and maintain those healthy boundaries. And that way you don't have to sweat the small stuff if somebody does reach out to you. And I say this not just as someone who doesn't use these practices, but as someone who is a chronic people pleaser. Um, who very easily in the early stages of my business could have tanked and sank the whole thing because I had to, uh, I froze myself into perfection. But um, I can guarantee you that customer service is the people-pleasing method of sales. And you can certainly do it too. My favorite story of customer service that I've seen you deal deal with, I have no idea uh, what direction you went with this or how you decided to do it, is uh, it was really close to Christmas, I believe last year, and somebody ordered a couple cutting boards. And when they got to their door, oh, they took a picture. And it was what, like clock parts or something that had gotten delivered to them? This poor woman, this saint of a woman, ordered 10 cutting boards. That is an $800 purchase for Christmas. And this was at the height of COVID last December. It was absolute pure chaos in the USPS system. And even though I do believe that USPS workers tried their hardest There was just more online shopping than ever done in the history of the world in that margin of time with the fewest number of workers on hand to get things done. And so not only was this purchase six weeks late, so I I shifted out priority. It should have been there three days later. 
it got there six weeks late. I'm talking like the February, the first week of February is when it actually arrived. And this wasn't somewhere like, you know, international or anything like that. This was in Colorado, right? I think it was in Kansas. Okay. Which, which is, is one, one state, state away. <laughs> and honestly, there's not that many stops between here and there. So I, I don't understand what happened. And so when um, I, I checked in with her, I sent her family like snapshots of everything. I did my absolute best to make sure that she had like a gift certificate to give her kids and her grandkids so they could see firsthand what was coming and to get really excited about it. It was really fun to create that for her. She was totally on board. She was an absolute sweetheart. She knew that had nothing to do with me. I could not single-handedly fix the USPS system for her. Um, but six weeks after it... Um, it was supposed to arrive. It finally did arrive. And it was two USPS boxes. I sent it out in a brown box. So the first red flag was that she sent me a picture of two white boxes glued and taped together. And I thought, this is bad. And then it had a note on the front from USPS. It was on USPS letterhead that said, sorry. <laughs> like essentially just our bad. Like literally it had a formal <laughs> document that said, sorry, our bad. One of those two boxes had three cutting boards. So you can already see we're short seven. Seven of them are, are just like somewhere somebody has this recipe. Um, seven lucky people. It's kind of like, you know, Willy Wonka's like the gold ticket. I think somebody, seven lucky people got a random cutting board with somebody else's handwriting on it. Um, and so that was the first problem. The second problem was that the other half of the box, the, the second box that was glued together, did not have anything I shipped over. Instead, it was a totally smashed box that had pieces of a meat grinder and a fire poke. And there was one other absolutely bizarre thing. And I just remember looking at it like, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. And the, the woman was like, I don't even know where you should start. <laughs> she was so sweet. She yeah. was the kindest woman of all time. She gave me a five-star review and ordered six more. That, that doesn't happen. Like that, that doesn't happen. But but my point with bringing that up was first of all, uh, don't ever apologize for somebody else's mistake. Mm -mm. Once those cutting boards leave our hands, we have packaged them correctly. We take pictures a lot of times of how we package them, especially in, in Christmas season. We uh, use our own shipping labels that we print off through Pirate Ship, which is a great website. Saves you lots of money. Yes, it uh, gives you the cheapest rates, and a lot of times it'll give you priority rates for cheaper than what you would pay to just mail something normally. Um, but yeah, we we did everything we could, and USPS just screwed it up. And you know, at no fault, or, well, it was their fault, but you know, they had, I guess, considering an the circumstances, it is not completely beyond the scope of doubt yeah that that could have happened but on that in that case what we did was try to help them out by like amanda said creating pictures of the cutting boards i think you photoshopped the recipe onto the cutting board so that they could get a you know cut out the cutting board when you print it out and give it to them as a piece of paper i did i gave them a link to the listing and i let them know that their mom slash grandma ordered very early and because of the circumstances that um, they have something very special coming their way to look forward to, hopefully, in the next couple of days. Which took you total about 30 minutes. 30 minutes. But that was the sweetest interaction I had, probably the entire Christmas season. And honestly, other Etsy pages across, you know, across the board were being shut down due to, you know, because you do get penalized with every review that comes out. If there's a bad review, um, once you reach a certain percentage, Etsy will shut down your website. And so because of so many late shipments and delays, there were a ton of Etsy 
shops and businesses that just completely got shut down and will never have a chance of opening up again. And um, it's, I think, purely because they did not have that cornerstone of customer service. Meanwhile, our sales skyrocketed, our customer service options, you know, we, we really learned a lot in that really intense season. And then after that, um, we got better reviews than we have since we launched the site itself. So do not underestimate the power of customer service and how it can really skyrocket your positive reviews and your positive experience and help, again, maintain those healthy boundaries and protect you from mishaps that, you know, life just throws your way, like a pandemic or, you know. A pandemic's very, a pretty good one. <laughs> that's, uh... that's kind of a... Big deal. It's probably affected all of your businesses. Uh, I think the the biggest point with all this is there's some things that are out of your control, but how your uh, client perceives them or how your customer perceives them is in your control. And they don't care whose fault it is. They're just angry. And it's a lot easier to leave a negative review for you than it is to leave a negative review for USPS. It's a lot easier to be empathetic with somebody because in that moment, what they're wanting to hear is that you empathize with their problem. You do not need to take responsibility for that problem. So be a solid listening ear, be kind, acknowledge what they're feeling, and give them the best course of action, but maintain control. And because you have that relationship that you've established already as a kind and familiar and friendly personality that they get to interact with, they will give you the benefit of the doubt, and they will most likely give you that trust back. Yep. All right. Point number, what are we on? Five now? Because we We're skipped on one. Five. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Point number five is it's going to allow you to raise your prices. That's a big one. That is a big one. I would rather spend twice as much on a project with somebody that I enjoy working with or can trust around my home or family um, than I would going with the cheapest option. Like for example, if this is especially true if you are in the service industry, please hear me out. If you are in the service-based industry, so if you are a painter, a landscaper, a handyman, a plumber, anyone that has to come into somebody else's house, you need to make sure that your customer service is on point so that they know that they can trust you around their home and their belonging and their kids. That is a non-negotiable. So customer service especially is important for anyone in the, in the service-based business because you yourself are part of what you're selling. And nine times out of 10, if it comes down to two or three place, you know, two or three groups that have the same services, that have generally the same prices, they will choose the person that they wanna work with and if you're a couple hundred dollars above what the, the competition is charging, then cheers, you just got extra money just for being a friendly person. Yeah, definitely. Being able to have someone in your house and not think they're going to steal your stuff or, you know, I don't know, break your stuff or whatever, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. In, in Matt's words, he'll usually call the repair guy that he trusts coming to the house while I'm there alone. And that's the standard that he has, and it's a very high standard, and I appreciate it. And so far, we've been really lucky to find those clients, but we tend to pay a higher dollar to make sure that we have that comfort level. I don't want to have that question in the back of my mind, like, is there a camera in my shower that I no longer know about now that this guy came in? Amanda also does know where the key to the gun case is. So. I sure do. It makes me a little uh, a little less wary about who I invite in the house. but I want to make sure pretty... we establish that. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> and I, I know a lot of people know that sometimes. If, uh, you know, she, she's pretty proficient with a shotgun. So. so I will say if you want to increase your prices, with, but you really don't have anything else to offer as far as a new service or new thing, Rely on the power of excellent and I mean superior customer service. 
give the full valet experience and um, make sure that they feel like a VIP. So even if you don't sell, if you are not in the best in the business, um, do not underestimate the power of your own ability to navigate um, hard interactions with your clients, fun interactions with your clients, predict their needs and deliver them before they ask. That is an amazing gift. And I would honestly say, not to say that this is a generalization, but um, the clients that I see tend to be most effective in this are my female clients. They have that general intuition that's going to read into those client problems and speak into it before the, any kind of problem arises. I say that, but then I, when I think about my, my two male clients I'm working with right now, they're extremely intuitive as well. So um, just rely on that. If that's a natural gifting, use it and channel it into the areas of customer service on your website and in person. This is going to be the cheesiest thing I've ever said on the podcast, Please but it costs you nothing to smile. Uh, it costs part of your soul sometimes. <laughs> That's true. A little bit of your soul, but monetary, yes, it's the cheapest way to improve your overall services. It's just to smile and be a friendly face. Awesome. So I think we've been a little less lightning than what we've hoped to be on this. Customer service is an exciting thing for us, and it's what we build most of our business on. So we tend to talk a little longer about it. We have literally set ourselves aside from the industry because of customer service and our beliefs in it. So we would love to talk a little bit longer. So if it's okay with you, come back next week for the follow-up to customer service, things you were not told about customer service and how it can improve your business strategy. Part two, the three plus two other parts of customer service that we'll be talking about. <laughs> you guys have a great one. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Amanda Doherty Press Podcast. I'm Matt with Amanda. We'll see you later. Bye.